Hello and welcome to the next episode of Life Alchemy, where we'll be talking about manifesting the art of bringing your desires into being. Now, who doesn't want a piece of that? So what actually is manifesting? Some say it's woo-woo, others say it's simple science. What do you think? So in this episode, we each share our personal views and our experiences on the matter. We look at the science, psychology and the unexplainable behind it. We share tips on how to manifest, looking at the importance of your mindset and your vibrational frequency, plus the importance of taking action. Then as usual, we finish up with some great people to follow should you want to explore the matter uh, further. So just sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again for another another episode. And so today we are going to be talking about manifesting. So some people might call that the law of attraction. Um, so in this episode, for the non-woo-woo of you, sometimes there is a bit of a scientific explanation of this, which is um, called the reticular activation system, um, which is where the brain, in very simple terms, is doing its job and it's kind of focused on finding what it is that your mind is uh, focused on. Um, It's obviously a lot more complex than that, but that's just a very simple highlight. Um, So what the question is that I want to ask you guys is where do you sit with manifestation um, or the law of attraction? Is it nonsense? Is it science? Or is it some kind of weird, some like magic? Uh, what do you think, guys? Can I go first on this? Yeah. I, I, I am hook, line and sinker into manifestation. <laughs> like I, I'm just 100% all in. But I'll, I'll tell you where I kind of um, worry a little bit about it is just being really open about it. I know I'm on a public podcast now, <laughs> which sounds really weird, but um, I feel like I'm just kind of s- stepping into the limelight on this now and stepping out of the darkness because I, the more I journey through life, the more I see what you focus on grows. It does. It grows to everything from your relationships to what repeats in your life, you know, what you don't repair, you end up repeating, don't you? you know, we know that. We did that on, a, on previous podcasts. We've talked about that. But I also think that, you know, how you frame up what you go looking for comes your way and it comes your way in abundance. So, yeah, I'm, I'm dead interested in what everybody else thinks like. I love, I love that, Chris, as well. And I, 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 the use of your language, abundance. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys, Ralph, Um, Yeah, I'm... I'm nearly entirely on the same page as Chris um, in so much as I've just having my website tweaked now uh, for many reasons, but I really put a big flag up for many years about, hey, I'm a business coach, I'm a business therapist, I understand you because I've had that life. And of course, that's true. Mm. But more and more, I see my practice as kind of field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Mm. More and more, I'm attracting people who, of course, they'll come with issues such as, I don't feel happy inside, although I've got all this material wealth or all these, and I've striven mm. and I'm striving and I'm successful. <laughs> and more and more, and in my own life, so of course, you have to go on your own journey, uh, particularly in the last, you know, let's say, decade for me 
Um, I've been on a soul alignment and manifestation journey myself. I've been to a couple of A-fests. Now, I've, I've been into this stuff since the 80s. I mean, I went to work for Lynn Franks where she was a Buddhist and they would shout at you to go and chant for journalists in the boardroom. You know, please, let's chant that journalists will come to the press conference and I was a bit like oh Church of England not sure how this is going <laughs> um, early days everybody um, but at least it opened me to that concept and so I've been open to that concept since the 80s and in the 90s when I did Tony Robbins and I read um, the Celestine Prophecy and the Way of the Peaceful Warrior mm. um, and it's like there's even a chapter in my book hidden in that book full of good advice and my life story is a kind of quite a woo-woo chapter um, so I've probably been a bit like Chris that I've been quite a big book and there's been a chapter mm. kind of slightly hidden inside that book but I'm now I'm coming out as well everybody <laughs> yes. um, yeah you know like it's time to come out so um, yeah I'm on that page I, I suppose my caveat would be I have been around people who and I get that they're very highly aligned and highly attuned and very spiritual, but um, and I understand about the RAS, but the reticular activating system, but you you can't just manifest your way into everything. You you have to show up as well, I think is probably yeah. uh, the caveat. Yeah. Love that. I'll join you. I'm definitely a third believer. <laughs> um, and I think for me, I think I was a lot more. What's the word? Uh, the reason why I'm such a strong believer is because I think when I was a lot younger, I didn't really understand what I was doing and the way that I used to operate. But I think the way that I used to just have this um, in unwavering belief that things would be OK, like I can give you so many examples where I just had a belief about something and it would just happen. Maybe not in the way that I thought it would, but it would absolutely happen. Mm. And all of those stories that you hear about, you, you know, like there's a little voice in your head that you hear and then you act upon it and then something. Yeah. It's amazing. I've got so many of those stories and I don't think I actually consciously knew what I was doing back then. I think around the time frame I was about 18 when I sort of left home, went to university, um, the time when I think, I think at my life I probably felt the most vulnerable. Um, I felt that was a really, during those sort of like, early years like those were the times where I experienced loads of we talk about coincidence or fate mm. or that serendipity so much of that so I can give you examples and they sound small in isolation but there were so many of them so like yes. for example I had a real strong belief that I would work I used to drive past I used to um, study in Uxbridge and I used to drive past Stockley Park which is a bigger industrial estate and there was a um, it, loads of companies and I knew that I wanted to work I would work in there without any I never looked for a job there but I thought well I'd be working there that's definitely the place I'm going to be working I don't know why but there was just big corporate organizations I thought that's where I must be and um it so happened that I ended up doing I used to do a Sunday job as a beauty consultant and I did a makeover on the HR director and then she hired me she never bought any makeup mind you but there's so many moments where like there was something I just ha knew it and mm. I don't know why I knew it and I don't know what gave me that belief, but it happened. Um, and then I think there's a period of time where you almost get a little bit distrusting. I think that's what's happened for me. Like you lose your faith a little bit. Mm. Um, and I don't necessarily mean like a particularly religious thing, but 
you become a little bit more beaten by life experiences now and mm. again, you know, and then you start to, you start that thing where you think, you know, you get a little bit beaten down by thinking, uh, you know, there's a fear. So you don't step in, you don't do that. You don't take action. And I think when you don't take action, like you said, Ros, if you don't take action and show up, the universe doesn't support you for mm. sure. So I think there is something about how do you step into and what, what action can you take? So it's not just sitting there closing your eyes and hoping yeah. for the best. You know, you've got to also do something. And I think there is something about really believing it and feeling it because mm. I think once you feel that emotion of like what it would be like and really clear, that clarity of vision, um, then I think it all falls into place. And I think I could write a small book with lots of examples of where that has happened for me um so yeah. yes I'm with you um, oh god uh, you've said so much you guys have said so much then uh, some of it like you've picked up on some really key things there so uh you're talking about knowing there's sometimes it's like subconscious and you're not really so um it could be a subconscious thing and you just know that something will manifest itself um but then there's the other side which is when you're consciously um working on manifesting something um so and then when you talked about losing faith so this is all this is all kind of what this is making me think of is um you know i i definitely believe in all of this stuff uh, and i think things like the reticular activating system that helps me believe even more mm. and when i lose faith it reminds me that i'm thinking well what is the vibration that i'm radiating what is the frequency that i'm at because if i feel like i'm losing faith i'm i'm vibrating at a negative a low energy mm. therefore i'm going to attract those low negative um situations um so, and then I know that the reticular activation system is looking for those negative things to justify. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, this is, you know, so there's the woo-woo side, which is, um, you know, here are these mantras and things like that. And if you think of it just, uh, you, obviously everyone has their own belief, but for me personally, I love mantras and the positive thinking and stuff because I know that the brain is involved like yeah. i'm not just thinking oh it's just magic and it's happening i know that actually if i'm doing that the brain is going to be looking for those positive um ev that positive evidence that's going to back that up so therefore i'm going to be aware of opportunities or i'm going to go into a scenario feeling feeling better than if i was to th go in thinking oh i haven't got that um Doing client yet, yeah, or I haven't, you know, whatever it is. But if I'm constantly and I thinking, yeah, think about this because the more I focus on that, you know, that um, I'm going to say this wrong probably. You know, where your attention goes, where your attention goes, energy flows. There's yeah. that phrase, isn't there? And then there is um, then what I was thinking about, and as I'm saying it, my mind is going blank. <laughs> Come back to me, um which uh, let me just uh it's gone now but i'll just ask you the question so what would you advise or what would you share is any tips that help you consciously manifest big yeah. question huh? well i've been <clears throat> so i did my 13-week course called the realigned leader and it had lots in it. it you know it's my kind of opus you know lots of stuff 
And then at the end of it, the people went who were on it, who are all really high level CEOs and six figure earners, they went, oh, we love that. What's next? And I was like, well, there were elements all the way through sprinkled of exactly what we're talking about, of manifestation, of energy, of vibration, of presence, of all of those really important things. And I thought that's the next level. You know, if you're going to go beyond the level of, you, you know, you're already achieving well, you've got a great mindset, your body's good, your diet's good. You know, it's like the, the, the top of the self-actualization pyramid, really. And so I've just done a soul alignment course. I'm reading everything I can put my hands on at the moment because I'm creating a course on that level. So the advice would be to make it not scary, I suppose, mm. for people who maybe have not been used to being in that territory. And I think that is key about what you focus on, you get your vibrational energy. If you go on iTunes or Apple Music or whatever you are subscribed to, Spotify, and just put healing vibrations, they come at different frequencies and they actually set the brain at different frequencies. And when I had my ear infection a few weeks back and I had a perforated eardrum, I literally had healing frequencies on in the background 24-7 because it's a certain frequency that helps the brain, that helps the body heal itself. So um, I would talk about all of that. I would create daily affirmations because then you're doing that more cognitive. I'm focusing on it. Um, again, I seem to be the queen of the caveat today, the warning. The warning. <laughs> you didn't give me the warning beforehand. Right? <laughs> I drank the stuff. Um, careful what you wish for, I think. Um, yeah. Which you yeah. kind of said yeah. earlier. Because I, back in the 90s, I wanted grace. Uh, you know, my big thing was I want grace. I want <laughs> I want to be feel integral. I want to feel at one with myself. And it took being absolutely broken open in the noughties, kind of nearly losing everything for me to, to go through, you know, the hero's journey, the belly of the whale, to come out the other side and get grace. So, um, yeah, they would be my quick practical tips. Oh, they're good then. You got you got me scribbling there, Ros. My my first one would be um and I've seen this a lot with athletes at high level. The first one's acceptance. I think that's accept where you are and what comes your way. Good, bad, everything in between. And I've seen athletes the day before race, the day of races, you know, they've worked all their lives for a gold medal. And then all of a sudden something happens, like an injury, a slip, a trip, a fall, something left totally left field on the way to the venue. And the best athletes are the ones who just accept that it's happened. This is the card they've been dealt with. And invariably, they go on to win or do extremely well. The ones that allow that to get in the way and fight it and charge back at it and get upset with it and really resist the acceptance are the ones who I feel, and I've been there, lose focus. They look right when they should be looking straight ahead. So the first one for me is acceptance. And the next one is focus. So next practical step is what Roz said there. It's just focusing on what you do want, what you want to invite in. It's interesting. I love the Formula One. I'm, I watch oh. it all the time. I love it. Honestly, I'm a massive fan. I'm such a geek. And um, the F1 drivers, there was, there was one a few years ago, had a really bad crash. And he was asked, 
after he'd kind of come out of hospital, you know, how was it? All that the media were all on him. And they'd said, you know, you were millimeters away from death. What do you think kind of saved you from it? He said, well, as I knew I was going to crash, I focused on where I wanted the car to go. That's the only thing I could do. And there's, there's kind of within the F1 fraternity, they spoke at length about it. There is that as you are going somewhere, you look at what, you crash, what you're going to crash into. But actually, that's where you're kind of the morbid side of you wants to go. We should actually focus on where you want to go. I mean, what goes through your mind in those moments must just be crazy. But then the third step for me is just trusting. You know, if you knew, if we truly knew who walked alongside us, fear would be impossible. Oh, I love that, Chris. I genuinely believe it. And I believe that the more I go through life, you know, and there is times that I feel this real deep fear. I wake up with this kind of sinking feeling. And then I, I remind myself of, you know, I am connected. There's something with me. I don't know what it is. And I don't think I'm meant to work out what it is. Mm. I think we're obsessed with trying to work out what it is. And that, but I think yeah. that's a loss of focus as well. Yeah. And then the last one is just receive it. You know, I think for a lot of people, you know, we spoke about it on the last podcast. People are frightened of winning and succeeding. I, I believe it. But I believe on some deeper level, people believe they don't deserve it and yeah. just being open to receiving it. And there would be my kind of practical steps is working out where, where is the resistance, which, which part of those four steps really grinds on you or takes you away. Um, yeah, they would be mine. Mm. Yeah. That, that's they're really interesting. There's actually, there's so much has come up in this so far. Mm. Um, for me, what would be my practical tips? So I, I tips, I think, ticks I just made up a word I think there is um I think like a feel like I've got a toolkit you know like when you come mm. across uh whether you do courses like I've done I don't know how many courses of personal growth courses I've done or meditation courses or um you read books and then you come across all these different things and I've got a notice board somewhere where I've just scribbled the thing down so I can remember that I've got all these things in my kit bag and I think the key for me was about remembering that you don't need to use them all perfectly mm. it's about mm. holding them loosely and then just what feels right at the moment in time is is helpful so um just to give you an example of a couple, one of the things that I think is super powerful is the practice of gratitude. Um, mm. And I think it naturally helps you vibrate at a, a much higher level, you know? Yeah. So, and, and I think when we are practicing gratitude, we can do it in a way that actually is really meaningful. So there's ways that we can say, you know, thank you for this. But when you start to think about why am I thankful for that thing? I think you get a slightly different uh, answer. Mm. Um you know, so what am I thankful for and why? Like, what is the impact? What, like, genuinely dig into that. I think suddenly you uncover all the sort of, like, like gold bits in your life that you just didn't realise. And they can be in the smallest of interactions, you know, the smallest moment of your day that usually just gets overlooked. And I think as humans, we've got a, a tendency to, not, especially, you know, like... 99% of the day could have been brilliant and the one thing could have gone wrong. All you mm. remember is that one thing that could have <laughs> been better. So I would say practice gratitude, even if it's at the end of the day and you literally write the three things that you are grateful for and why, that's really massively helped um, help me. Um, in, a, in a slightly, sort of linked to that, but in a slightly different form, I remember once there was a challenge on Facebook a long time ago called like 100 Happy Days. And the, the idea was that you were supposed to post a picture of one thing that made you happy throughout oh, the day. I remember that. That was nice. I did that without thinking about it. and But I got I got lost at like 
day 89 because somebody said how did you get from 56 to 89 and I realized that my counting had gone wrong so I just gave up (laughs) I know but what I realized in most of those days like to about 50 or whatever it was is that I saw things that I'd never seen before. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd, I'd walk down my street, where I, like like where I live here in London, and I'd see big like street art murals or I'd mm. meet people, I'd notice things, and I just thought I was oblivious to all of that. And it still baffles me how I see new things mm. in a place that's so familiar. So anyway, gratitude of being able to notice what, what makes yeah. you happy is important. Um, the second thing I would say, second like practical thing that you could do is, I think it's about using meditation and I know lots of people can meditate in different ways you know and in different forms to do different things um but sometimes just that idea of daydreaming about what you want your life to be like that that movie if you play that in your mind Mm. and there is obviously um there's a a tool I I did uh one of the courses on Mind Valley um and it was all kind of like that. I can't the, the ultra mind method, I think it was called. But it was the, the in there. There was a tool called the three scenes technique, and basically, you imagine a screen in front of you. Imagine like a cinema screen, slightly elevated, and the first thing you imagine on the screen is um, like the problem that you're experiencing. So, if there's a particular challenge you want to get through, what is the problem? And you really exaggerate, exaggerate it. So you imagine that I don't know. Let's just pretend you need to write a a post and you can't publish it I don't know so you imagine like see yourself like trying to write it getting frustrated throwing your paper on the floor crying like really exaggerate the situation take that screen and move it to the right and then like bring in the second clear screen and project an image on there one action that you could take that would take you in a positive direction so that could literally be meaning I don't know, you close the laptop and you decide to write on with paper, whatever it could be. It could be anything. Mm. Move that screen to the right. And then the third and final screen, you imagine it being resolved. So if you, and and really, really exaggerate it. So if it was resolved, what would be the benefits? So, you know, you could see yourself winning awards or, you know, whatever. Um, I love it. It's like Tinder for the mind. Yeah, so exactly. Swipe right and then just really daydream. And I think when you are daydreaming, you start to create a really positive picture. And going back to that sort of uh, how the brain works, it's just another mechanism, I think, of Mm. being able to pick out the positive and what you'd like your life to be what you'd like the outcome to be. So I think that'd be my second one, some sort of form of visualisation and meditation, music, because they are so powerful. Um, and then the third thing is I would I would challenge anybody is to, to write down their coincidences or their, yeah. their wishes. So I do this often. My, my book's not here, but I've got a notebook where I might write down, like, something that I want or a wish that I have or, you know, I want a sign. If I see this, this will help me make a decision on something. I literally write it down. I think the minute you commit it to paper, yeah, within 48 hours, 24, 48 hours, you'll get a very clear but gentle sign that that's exactly what I was looking for. And when you see it, often we dismiss it. That's sort of part of our brain is like, oh, that's, not, that's rubbish. You see them all the time. You know, butterflies are everywhere in winter mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. But write it down. And I think you'll start to see that list build up really quickly yeah. without much effort. And you start to get a bit of evidence. So for that part of you where you're like, I'm not quite sure, 
you'll see that you'll build a list where you're thinking, do you know what, these are all of the things. And I, I have so many examples of them. I remember once I was really thinking about how do I reach more people? I wanted to use my voice and like get my message out because I think what I was doing at the time would be helpful for other businesses. And within 24 hours, I had a random call from the BBC saying, would you come and be interviewed at the BBC on that particular topic? And like, I wasn't looking for it. I've never done that before. And I have many of those. So I think that evidence just helps you believe. Mm, definitely. Why don't we do like an e-book between us on this? And my big question on this is how do we influence people who are so here just looking straight down you know like i've got a couple of clients that i can think of and they'd probably chuckle if they heard this podcast because they know who they are who they are um who are super super skeptical but also like a little bit like go on then just tell us a little bit more <laughs> they're a cheeky little bit cheeky curious i think what i said earlier about there's me you know i wrote a book i positioned myself on my website i even set a course but I sprinkled some of this in all of it. Mm. And then in a way, you're right. They're the ones who go, oh, can we have more of that? I, I think yeah. if they trust you, Chris, and yeah. they know that you're, shall we say, grounded, you know, you, you're not kind of going to go, and next week we're all going to dance around the maypole. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know that you're not going to take them so far out of yeah. the comfort zone because it's about baby steps, right? And I think if they know that we, and I think if, if all we've done today is show that here's four coaches who actually are all sharing something incredibly, I think, profound, Please don't ignore it. And, and if you want mm. to guide into this territory, you know, we are a safe pair of hands to guide you. I, I think yeah. that's the other way you ask science, you know, science. Yeah. So, you know, um, what the mind focuses on. So the mind cannot tell what's real and what's imagined. Okay. Mm. Science. That's why I'm a hypnotherapist, okay? You know, that's why people worry. That's why people create psychosomatic illnesses because they're, they're imagining all these terrible scenarios and they're making themselves ill. They haven't actually happened. But their mind, as um, Hema said, you, you actually, you, you, you said it, Hema, the, the mind doesn't know what's imagined, like that three technique. And also yeah. Hema talked about frequency, and I just pulled this up, and we can do a link to it. So um, for anybody watching this, clearly for anybody listening to the podcast, this is going to be slightly wasted. So I'm going to tell you what I've just shown. It's Dr. Joe Dispenza, and it's called Becoming Supernatural. And it's called Our Frequency, and it's Scale of Emotions with Some Energies. And if you look very quickly, the guys you can see, again, this is all to do with people who've been put in those like weird mind caps with lots of little suckers and things and they work out what energy and elevation, bliss, love, joy, gratitude. They're all right at the top. Okay. As in, you know, these higher frequencies down the bottom is lost, suffering, guilt, fear, um, you know, all the all the mm. all the lesser ones. And so when you're in those emotions, you can actually literally wire yourself up science and wow. see that it's bringing your energetic frequency down and that creates dis-ease, disease. Wow. I was just thinking, Chris, as well, it's the same, mm. in, in the same as Rose, about your, the clients who are kind of 
or might be not might not be ready for this kind of the mm. woo-woo-ness um, is yeah definitely the science and even just the reticular activation system just kind of just going through that is just the very first step and the book that really made that click for me is uh it's called uh psycho cybernetics mm. um you know not everybody likes it but it really honed in on how the brain is working and the reason, you know, behind the reticular activation system. Mm-hmm. And it just connected the kind of the woo-woo side to the science side, for, for me, anyway. Mm. Um, and, and I do find that does help me um, with this, whole, you know, with my beliefs and, and things like that. So I think actually, yeah, there's back, it, 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 scientifically, that's how it, like, there is a reason behind that. Mm. Um so we're just sort of coming up towards the end of the episode now. So thank you guys for all of your tips and, and your views. It's so interesting. Um, I've just got a few things to add, which is picking up on what you guys have just said. So, um, Hem, when you talk about the vi- visualisation, one tip uh, another coach friend told me um, about the daydreaming Um we were talking about insomnia because I was saying, oh, sometimes I really struggle to sleep and then I get anxious. And she was telling me about, um, she said, oh, well, when you wake up in the night, um, what you can do is you say to yourself, oh, what should I dream about? Mm-hmm. And you can get excited. And I always use that time to start visualising and say, oh, what would I, if I woke up in, I'm waking up in my ideal life, how do I feel? What am I doing? So, and I really enjoy it then. Um, Chris, you mentioned about connecting. Um, that's something I definitely do. Um uh with my reiki so self reiki i connect and go through the healing process also the one tip that i would give to help prepare for the manifesting is to just declutter and really have a real cleanse like physically with the stuff that you're doing your mind so just journal just let everything out you don't there's no outcome just pour everything out onto the page tidy up tidy up your space and then another thing about uh him when you said about um you write your list of coincidences and then you start to find the evidence it just reminded me about vision boards you know everyone talks about having a vision board and then on a wider scale in feng shui um they talk about choosing like paintings and items in your home which basically act as you know the things that you want to draw into your life so like your living space is your vision board if you like so i thought that's a really nice tip as well um who to follow guys um any particular people that you would on this subject that you would recommend following um there's a really good book kind of linked to what hemma was saying um when god winks um it's a really good read i think i've mentioned it before Hmm. um but it's really good stories and it's a guy who was urged to write down his coincidences similar to what hemma was saying and and honestly when you said that hemma i was thinking that's a book that i've wanted to bring out for such a long time because i've got hundreds of stories that are just that make your hair stand on end Hmm. so that would be that and the last one would be similar to what ros had said um i work for a company called a decky a-d-e-e-k-i and um, they've got similar sort of free downloads on Spotify of, um, yeah, just when, when you're listening, it puts you in a different frequency and that sort of thing. It's just amazing. And I've been listening to that. It's made a massive difference. Oh, nice. Thanks, Chris. Should I, should I go? Mm-hmm. Um, two things. So I think there's a book... Uh, Gabby Bernstein's like the universe has your back Mm. so it's a really nice easy read um it's just you can read it pretty quickly and I read that just a a couple of weeks ago 
and it was just a nice reminder of things that perhaps like he already knew but it was just a, it just helped to like refocus my mind so that was that's a good read so I'd recommend that in line with this subject and then the other thing just on a, on a side note is um, if anyone's ever come across um, I think it's Dr Bruce Lipton so when we talk yeah. about manifesting you know they talk a lot about you know people say well you you know you can if you go through cancer you can imagine your not imagine manifest your your health and there is some real science behind it you know about how you know your thoughts change the chemicals within your body uh, and the field the study of like epigenetics um it's really interesting so for those of you who are more sort of like scientifically oriented uh there's some real good evidence in some of that so i would definitely explore explore Mm. some of his work the, the form of uh, hypnotherapy I'm trained in, rapid transformational therapy, uh, Bruce Lipton and epigenetics is at the core of it. So um, I'm very into the mind healing um, connection. And anybody listening to this, <clears throat> if they want to contact us, um, I've got a free healing vortex recording, which absolutely pulls that together, which helps you cleanse and heal the body. Um, who to follow? Uh, I like Marianne Williamson. She's a bit more out there in terms of um, (laughs) woo-woo, but um, she says it in a really beautiful, graceful way, and she has prayers and incantations and ceremonies. She has a lot of ceremonies, um, and I've been through some very key, difficult times like divorce and watching my mum die, and Marianne Williamson has a lot of like these closing ceremonies uh which i've found incredibly helpful um also i've just been very drawn recently to watching a lot of films and programs which are about aboriginals or native american cultures and i think more and more i'm i'm interested because they they got it right guys you know they they combine they didn't see this as weird they just saw this as part of who they were and the earth as part of who we have responsibility to and yet our mm-hmm. tribe and everything else and more and more i'm i'm very drawn to some of the simplicity of their wisdom and wow. um, brilliant and um, just uh a couple of things for who to follow i just thought of when we were talking about um, raising our vibrations there's a lady called christy marie sheldon and she was at a fest and she did this amazing um speech um on raising your vibration she has lots of downloads of like what you were saying him you know where you just uh create that feeling of love and how to you know she talks about the different levels of the vibration the scale and how to move up them and things like that and the other thing is on the science side or could it pseudoscience some people might call it um is the uh japanese scientist emoto have you heard of him no. So he did this experiment um, where he had water and oh, he, yes. yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, they, he put different words um, on the bottles or glasses of water. Yeah. And then um, when they froze them, they the crystallize, the, they crystallized in these beautiful, yeah. like the positive words were beautiful crystals when they looked in the microscope. And then all the negative ones, they were like all a bit jumbled up and they, and they didn't really, they, they weren't, uh, these beautiful really. symmetrical um, crystals. So, yeah, it's definitely something. Oh, worth yeah. That is, what's his name again? Um, he is Dr. Ma- 
Masaru Imoto. Yeah. There's also, just very quickly, an experiment, and I'm sure you could Google it, where they've got um, cress, you know, like mustard and cress that you used to grow on blotting paper when you were a kid. Yeah. And they, yeah. Put, it, they put it between two speakers and they play like horrible words to the cress, one lot of cress, and they yeah. play really lovely words and frequencies to the other. One thrives, one literally dies. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So. That's cool. And so I think we've come to the end now. So thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, so we'll post um, a link to all of the information that, or, or the references that we've made. And just to say um, we hope to see you on the next episode where we will be talking about goal setting. So um, start of a new year. Um, what do you want your year to look like? Um, so, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us and um, see you very soon. Well, that's it for this episode of Life Alchemy, where we've been talking about manifesting, brought to you from four very diverse leading coaches, Roz, Chris, Hema, and myself, Sarah. Next time, we'll be talking about goal setting, giving you lots of tips and tricks, a perfect topic as we approach New Year 2022. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, hit the subscribe button. Please do leave us a rating and a review to help us reach and share our nuggets with more people. So see you very soon at Life Alchemy. Take care and wishing you a very wonderful Christmas.